This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. This is the best football show, and I'm Brian Baldinger. It is Monday. Monday, it's still morning. It's uh, week 10, and there is a lot to get to. As I've been in this film room since last night and kind of watched a lot of these games and trends and you know, let's, uh, let's just start off with the 49ers because they went to Jacksonville after they had lost three in a row. Jacksonville had won five in a row. We know all that stuff. Brock Purdy came out, and uh, it's interesting, you know, because Brock Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant on one side, and Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick on the other side, and Brock Purdy outplayed him in every single way that you can. I mean, the way that he sees the field, the throws that he makes, dangerous throws in the middle of the field, the way that he orchestrates – Guys, whether it's Juice, you know, or Kittle to get open down the field and then hits them for touchdowns. Uh, it was clear, though, that the additions, much like I thought, of Trent Williams at left tackle and Debo Samuel was going to help this football team. And it sure did. Um, you know, whether it was Debo scoring a touchdown, um, you know, an explosive play, whatever it was, uh, he added a great deal. But Trent Williams in the run game whether they're pulling them on some kind of a, you know, toss crack and getting them out there on a corner, Darius Williams, whatever. I mean, it just opens things up. And then McCaffrey had a great day. but And then defensively, I thought they played their best game in well over a month. But the addition of Chase Young helped them. He didn't start, but they did a couple different things in the game. They, they went to a five-man defensive line, which they hadn't shown at all. So that's coming out of the bye week. They're looking at themselves going, okay, what can we do to build our defense around our defensive front? So they did. They went to a lot of five-man defensive line, probably on six or seven plays. They started the game like that. Um, it gets Chase Young onto the field. He played opposite Nick Bosa uh, a good amount of the time. Uh, he made a difference. He made a difference. And then I thought Nick played his best game of the season by far. Uh, he was winning. He was taking the ball away. He was forcing an interception. Uh, and then Javon Hargrave had his best game. And it's interesting because I was critical of Javon Hargrave in the first half of the season. But then I went back and I kind of watched what he did with the Eagles last year. And he was much better in the second half of the season for the Eagles than he was on the first half. And so maybe that's a trend. Maybe Javon will just be better, more powerful. He, he just ruined Walker Little, the left guard of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and so 
uh, that was uh, that was impressive. But you know, the 49ers, they went down to Jacksonville, opening drive, four plays, 57 yards, they're in the end zone. Like it was three, you know, one run, three straight completions, touchdown. Like they weren't fooling around. It was seven nothing. The Jags hadn't even looked up, you know, didn't even know uh, anything yet. It was seven nothing. Uh, so I thought that was that was uh, an impressive win by the 49ers and a win where you go after, you know, you hadn't won a game in a month. Everybody's telling you about Kyle Shanahan or this or Purdy is overrated, whatever it is that you're listening to. To go down there and beat a really good football team on their turf across the country, that's the type of win when you come back and you're on the plane. Like, you just feel like everything is right. Everything got righted. Everything that was wrong for a month got righted in three hours in Jacksonville and probably had a good flight home. Um, then let's uh, – I was in Baltimore. You know, second play of the game in Baltimore, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton comes off the blitz, comes off the edge, and Deshaun Watson is out there throwing a little hitch screen to the outside, and Kyle Hamilton steps right in front of it, bats it to himself, and walks into the end zone. And on the second play of the game, the Ravens were up 7 nothing, And then, you know, the next drive, Keaton Mitchell, last week's hero, talked to him before the game with his dad, Anthony Mitchell. He was talking to the owner, Steve Bishotti. Uh, Bishotti knew his dad, Anthony Mitchell. There's part of the first uh, Super Bowl team of theirs. Um, he's on the sideline. Everybody's having a love fest. And Keaton Mitchell touches the ball and goes 39 yards off left tackle for a touchdown. It was 14-0. And honestly – Anybody in the stands would have thought this is going to be a blowout. This is going to be just like Baltimore had done to Detroit, just like Baltimore had done uh, last week to Seattle. Like it was just going to be another blowout. And then Cleveland just started battling like crazy. They put some of the bad plays behind them. Deshaun Watson started scrambling. Jerome Ford started running. The offensive line, especially Wyatt Teller, who was just awesome at right guard for the Browns. I mean, whether it's Steve Cleeters, or blocking two guys on one play, but they got the running game going. Jerome Brown had uh, Jerome Ford had over 100 yards rushing, so they stayed in it. You know, it was 14 to three. Then it was you know 17 to three, but 17 to six, 17 to nine. They just kept chipping, chipping, chipping away. You know, they would they would defeat themselves sometimes on key third downs where they'd make a stop and then they'd have a defensive penalty. It happened, but they just hung around. They just kept hung around, and then. You know, look, the Ravens are up uh, at the end of the third quarter, 24 to nine. And, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they just battle and battle and they score and they cut it to 24 uh, to six to 24 to 15. And then Deshaun Watson on a two point try goes for two and they cut it to 24 to 17. The Ravens go down and they score. Okay. Lamar makes a couple plays, 31 17. And then Cleveland's defense which was dominant. You know, these were two great defenses. You don't look at the scoreboard, but they they played great defense. Jim Schwartz dialed up some different fronts where Okoronkwo went to linebacker and he was coming on loop stunts and Miles Garrett got hot. He started coming, you know, and Zadarius Smith, who was drafted by the Ravens, you know, kind of pointed to the Ravens sideline a few times. You could still have me. Didn't want to pay me. He made a bunch of plays. And then the biggest play of the day, uh, Greg Newsom, uh, on a th throw by Lamar Jackson that got tipped 
and batted up into the air. Greg Newsom came from 20 yards away on a dead sprint and picked it off and took it to the house and cut the lead from 31-24 to 31-30 to mix the extra point. You know, I mean, the Ravens had scored on a big 40-yard touchdown from Lamar to uh, to OBJ to open it up, and they came right back. Cleveland came back, so they cut it to 31-30. And then they got off the field. They got the Ravens off the field, a third-down stop, and they got the ball back with 4.55 to go in the game. Deshaun Watson made one good throw after another and one big play after another in the second half of the game. His scrambles, I think every scramble he had led to a first down. And this was much of it in the second half off a twisted right ankle. In fact, um, in fact, he was the last one to come out of the locker room at halftime. And we were unsure if he was going to play in the second half because P.J. Walker was warming up on the sideline. And literally, as Cleveland began almost to kick off to start the second half, Deshaun Watson came out onto the field. He must have probably got the ankle retaped or, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, just some therapy, some a new tape job. Uh, he came out and battled through that right ankle injury, hobbled through it, scrambled for first downs, and then they got the ball with 4.55 to go in the game, and they never gave it back. Kicked the game-winning field goal to win 31 or 33-31. It was an incredible game. And Cleveland's right back in the AFC North race with a six and three record, which leads me to the other AFC team, uh, North team, that was incredible. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers against the Green Bay Packers for the second week in a row, their offensive line was dominant. And you can look at what they've done, the new pieces of it. Broderick Jones starting his second game at right tackle was fantastic. Isaac Sayamalo, they they spent big money in free agency, plucked him from Philadelphia. This is Andy Weidel and, uh, you know, just assembling this team, helping assemble the team along with Omar Khan, working together, those two guys, really upgrading the offensive line. Uh, Sayamalo was awesome. And then both Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren went over 100 yards rushing. Najee Harris had a good day. They ran for over 200 yards against Green Bay. They really controlled the line of scrimmage really took the pressure off Kenny Pickett, um, did a lot of damage in the run game. And then, look, Jordan Love, you know, he he battled. Boy, did he battle all the way to the end. I mean, they took great plays by Patrick Peterson in the end zone um, and by the two safeties, um, you know, interceptions at the end by the two safeties to keep Green Bay out of the end zone. They had a chance to go down there and win the game, flat out win the game, 23-19, touchdown wins the game. Two tries at it. Steelers, you know, played great defense at the end to really uh, to preserve it. And one guy I want to just signal out on defense is the rookie, Keanu Benton, out of Wisconsin. I think Benton was a fourth-round pick. He was all over the place, whether it was sacking Jordan Love, pressuring him, batting down balls, hustling and <clears throat> on the outside to get down Aaron Jones in space to probably keep him out of the end zone. Keanu Benton part of the, the defensive tackle rotation with Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi and uh, really a fine, fine effort uh, on his part to play really well. And then I think uh, I think you have to talk about Josh Dobbs. You know, Josh Dobbs, what he's doing right now 
in Minnesota. Like they're just, they're going right through the NFC South, Atlanta last week and New Orleans this week. I mean, the game wasn't close. You know, they, they, they caught up at the end a little bit, but Josh Dobbs in the last two weeks right now has completed two thirds of his passes, thrown three touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles, and run 15 times for 110 yards and two rushing touchdowns. He was unbelievable yesterday. And it doesn't matter if he's thrown to Brandon Powell, number four, if he's thrown to Jordan Addison, who's just stepped right in where Justin Jefferson was. And, of course, his big target throughout the day was uh, TJ Hawkinson, who was awesome for the second week in a row. And his value now is just going up, up, up. And then you have to look at the offensive line, you know, and you look at the offensive line. Dalton Reisner came in when Ezra Cleveland got injured. He was on the street. Dalton Reisner was cut. He was out of football. He was sitting out there waiting for the phone to ring. The the Vikings called him. He's been a big boost at at left guard, playing next to Darisol yesterday, who played great. Um, So they were good up front. And then defensively, this is a good defense. It's just a really good defense, and everybody contributes, whether it's Josh Metellus, Jordan Hicks, third down stop, led to a, you know, a, a punt in a situation, whether it's D.J. Wanham chasing down uh, Derek Carr, uh, whether it's Daniil Hunter getting his 11th sack and chasing quarterbacks, leading the National Football League in sacks. Like, you just look at Cam Bynum, Harrison Smith, like, they're playing – fantastic as a defense right now. And that's a credit to Brian Flores because early in the year, they were just blitz happy. And now they still blitz, but it's a little more selective. It's not quite blitz zero. It's actually, they know they have a good defense. They've got a good front. Harrison Phillips, you know, the guys inside are doing a good job against the run. And they took apart the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints, by the way, they came in with the second ranked defense in football. Josh Dobbs didn't care. He went up down the field on him. I mean, it was incredible what he did in his level of execution. Third downs, red zone, running for touchdowns, um, keeping plays alive. I mean, that was they, – they were – in fact, the New Orleans Saints came in and they had the lowest quarterback completion percentage against them of any team in the league, 55%. And Josh Dobbs just went 23 for 34 for 268 against him without turning it over. Um, it, it, it's really an unbelievable story. And those number 15 jerseys in the Twin Cities, they can't print them fast enough right now. And I think that's enough for today so far. I'm getting ready to go watch Kyler Murray. Go watch. I just finished watching the Raiders. We'll get to them tomorrow what Josh Jacobs is doing, what the defense did, how they kept the Jets out of the end zone and preserved that victory of 16-12. to Coach Antonio Pierce, credit to him for what he believes in, the Raider way. It's changing. It's game by game. They're 500 now. Um, It's a credit. It's a credit to the interim coach, Antonio Pierce. And I'm going to get into it tomorrow, what they did and how they did it. Uh, that's the best football show here on this Monday. It is November the 13th. It's week 10. And it's been an awesome Monday morning. Thanks for joining me.